everybody, this is Keith, and welcome back to the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast. Coming to you live from our affiliate office in Jacksonville, Florida. Out of town on business for a few days, and I had a few minutes, so I wanted to go ahead and record this podcast while I had some time. Episode 51, and today is July 25th, 2023. I apologize, we don't get to hear the professional voiceover guy do the intro and outro, but Trust me, he'll be back for the next episode. So a quick update on Ripley and the Bumblefoot. As you recall, I was using the antifungal powder in the Betadine foot soak, and it was doing very, very well. I ran out of the powder, and I continued to do the Betadine foot soaks just to see if it would continue to shrink. It didn't get any worse, and it didn't get any better. And as I looked on YouTube, there are a lot of different uh, videos of people actually doing surgical procedures on the chicken's feet to remove this infection and pus. And some people say it's a staph infection and wear gloves. Other people are just pulling it out with their hands. Regardless, there's a lot of aftercare because you're removing dead tissue as well as live tissue and infection. You have to keep it clean. You have to keep it wrapped and seemed like a lot of aftercare. So took her to the vet and went for a follow-up and they looked at it and the tech said, we'll be back in just a few minutes. We want to go ahead and remove it. I immediately started thinking about all these YouTube videos about how they're going to come back. There's going to be this big hole in her foot and they're going to give me instructions on packing it with gauze and all these crazy things that I really wasn't prepared to do. They came back about 10 minutes later and they handed me to her. They go, we're done. There was no blood. There was no pus. She still had her foot attached. And they laid on the exam table a black, black gray mass. It looked like a, I don't know, a big, something that comes out of a pimple, I guess, a big blackhead. What had happened, the antifungal powder had done a fantastic job and it was healing the, um, the infection from the inside out. The small scab or lesion on the very center of her pad had almost completely healed and they just scraped it off. The part that was kind of in the webbing of her, the pad and up near her, near her toes was a little more complicated, but they literally just pushed it out from the top and it popped right out. There was no, no infection. So basically what was left was, uh, I guess, the, the dead tissue and any dirt that had got up in there, I guess, to help speed along the infection. I was given some diapezoline, ethylene, alkalocal, something, something to go ahead and, and rinse it out with a syringe, three parts water to one part of the stuff they gave me. And So there was a hole in the foot. It was through and through, but I needed to keep it uh, clean as best I could. Didn't need to wrap it. Didn't didn't need to do any more betadine soaks and allow it to heal again from the inside out. So I am flushing it as often as I can, and she seems to be be doing very, very well. And I'm I'm very pleased uh, at the results so far. And again, Nothing against the, the YouTube surgeons out there, but in my case, I didn't have to do that. 
maybe in their case, those people chose to do that. But I went ahead and spent the money and got her taken care of. And I felt better that a professional uh, was, was, was at the helm and now she's on the mend. So Ripley is certainly, certainly on the rebound. Okay, let's talk about uh, the economy and the feds, I guess, are preparing to do their 11th or 12th rate hike. Now, they raise the interest rates and you, in, a, in a way to try to slow down the recession. Well, it's the recession we're not in, but I still think we've been in a recession for quite some time. Now, the news blip I heard this morning was this economist was very surprised that the economy was doing as well as it is given all the rate hikes. It's certainly a trade-off, and this economist certainly thought that the rate hikes would cause more problems than it would solve on a short-term basis. So again, what I heard this morning was uh, consumer prices, prices of all the things, were up 3% in June of this year. Now, they were actually celebrating a, a, a rise in prices of 3% because they went back to June of 2022 and prices had risen 9%. So it's kind of weird. Hey, inflation continues, but it, at least it's not bad as it was 12 months ago. I'm not really sure if you take that as a win or not. But this economist and the people in this news blip certainly take that as a win. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, my bank account and my debit card is is still hurting. Went out to eat the other night with my girlfriend and, and, and a mutual friend of ours. Small Italian restaurant. You know, hey, here's a here's a tuna sub. Here's some fries. Here's a soda. Here's the fettuccine. Seventy two dollars with a tip. And this was not a high dollar um, Italian restaurant by any stretch. Talk about the UPS strike or the impending UPS strike on August 1st. The last time UPS went out on strike was 1997, I believe, and that was two weeks. And that did a number on the economy. As you can imagine, a lot of stuff gets shipped worldwide and delivered by UPS. Now, I'm not sure what percentage of their employees are part of the Teamsters, so I don't know what percentage would actually go out on the strike. It's certainly not 100%, and maybe they have contingency plans to hire people on temporarily. I don't know. But I think given the current state of the economy that's still very, very fragile, a stoppage of that magnitude will not do the economy any favors. So, I have a sneaking suspicion that the the White House is watching this very, very closely, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's some like backroom talks, backroom dealings going on to help ensure that UPS does not go out on strike. The current administration does not need any more bad news. They need plenty of good news when it comes to the economy, and a UPS strike would lead to more bad news and perhaps uh, counteract whatever small wins have been going on here in the last few months. The contract uh, comes up every five or six years, and really there are no winners. Depending on the articles that you read or the videos you look at, it's either uh, talks have broken down, strike is imminent, certainly all the fear-mongering, when in fact these people are in constant negotiations, 
nobody wins when you go out on a strike. The company loses money. The folks that go on strike, you know, their strike pay and that sort of thing. But, you know, the, the people out there, so you go on strike, it erodes the customer trust. And so it, it's, not a, it's not a win in anybody's book. Come August 1, they may go ahead and just kind of table everything and extend it maybe a few days, maybe a week to give folks uh, more chance to negotiate. But just me, and again, I, I know I'm no economist or I'm no union expert, but I just think that they're not going to go on strike August 1. I think, I think we're going to be okay. Another thing I want to talk about, and I talked about this several podcasts ago, is like societal decay. It's, it's, it, I guess that's the best word I can come up with. You've seen it, the videos of people acting crazy on planes, people just indiscriminately running into stores, Walmart, CVS, whatever, and just loading their carts up with merchandise. They're not prosecuted. They're not arrested. There's actually folks being fired from these businesses that are being, uh, where the theft occurs because they called the police. I listened to a blip a couple days ago. A young lady at Lowe's was actually fired by Lowe's because she called law enforcement when there was a theft inside the store. And this is not that Lulu, Lulu LaRue or whatever. Didn't they have something, some, one of their brick and mortar stores? There's a shoplifter and two of their employees were actually fired because they got law, they called law enforcement to come take a report of theft from the store. So, I've noticed that just folks acting in general out in public, it's, there's a lot of narcissism. It's all me, me, me. Things aren't fair. You know, why are you, why are you picking on me? What the rules don't apply to him. So they shouldn't apply to me. And I just see this as a, as another situation that kind of feeds into everything else that's going on in the world that causes me a lot of concern and which could be, I don't know, reason 752 why you know, I prepare and why I have long-term food storage solutions. There's just something going on out there, and it's, it's hard to put my finger on, but and I don't want to call it you know, the current generation, the younger generation, but it just feels to me like the younger generation just doesn't care. And I know I'm making a blanket statement. But you just see the way people are acting out, the attacks on the street, people being shot and beaten and robbed for no reason other than to take their purse, their wallet, their shoes, whatever it happens to be, or just for fun. I think we're going down a very dark road, and we're, we're well down that dark road. Let's just put it that way. And I'm not really sure how to come back from that. It seems like there is a lack of personal responsibility or consequences to people's actions. If people aren't being prosecuted for shoplifting a TV or a beer or whatever they're taking from Walmart or these other stores, if they're not being prosecuted, then there's no deterrent. So what's next? You break into somebody's home and as long as you don't kill somebody, you, you have a situation where people are not going to be prosecuted. Where does it really end? You have a lot of civil unrest in the world, a lot of people protesting. It's not getting it's not getting any better. And again, I'm not sure how to come back from that. I'm not sure if there's if, if there's a way we can actually come back and reverse the tide and get back to a, a, a time where people accept responsibility 
for their actions. They own their mistakes. They take their lumps and they just move on. I don't know. I'm curious to see what you all would think about that. It's, it's, it's kind of troubling and it's maybe the last three, four, five years, I've seen a definite shift. It has a lot to do with the ability to get all this information instantaneously online, I'm sure. But yeah, something's just not just not right somewhere. And I'm not really exactly sure how we've lost our way so quickly. Again, folks, thanks for listening in. If you want to reach me on the Twitter, which is like, it's like the X or is just X. I know Elon Musk changed the name to Twitter, which is like an X and there's the birds going away, the blue bird. I don't know. You can look for me on the X Twitter at prep underscore podcast or search common sense, practical prepper podcast haven't had a chance to check emails lately. You can reach me at practical prep podcast at gmail.com. Again, folks, as always, be safe out there. Please take care of one another. And until next time.